Hello and welcome to the Chris Wolf Podcast on iCode Media. And what I wanted to do with this last episode, this is episode 51, and this is the last episode of 2019. And what I'd like to do is sort of recap some of the things that I learned from this last year and having the conversations I've been able to have. And first, I would like to thank all the listeners. We have risen as a podcast, we've risen to the 66th most, most downloaded healthcare classification podcast in the country. And uh, that that's really encouraging to me because not because of, of me in particular, but I think it just reflects kind of the interesting conversations that I'm able to have because the people that we're having those conversations with are really interesting and they've got great stories to tell. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. It's been an awesome year. I never thought we would be uh, have, have that much um, listenership. I get some questions occasionally about how, how often I'm seeing patients, if I'm seeing patients, and the answer is absolutely I'm still seeing patients four days a week. And I, in, in between those weeks, I am uh, traveling occasionally to speak at other locations and to meet with other people. And that's really been a lot of fun because it's allowed me to do these episodes face to face. So I'm trying in 2020, you'll see that we're trying to do more of these conversations on a face to face basis or a one you know, a personal um, level as opposed to remotely. I think that elevates the sound quality of the conversations and it also elevates the conversations because I get to see feedback, they get to see my feedback that's nonverbal, that actually allows us to kind of amplify some of the, the points that we might otherwise glaze over because we're not seeing what happens when we're um, trying to think of a, uh, a way to present an idea. And so uh, that's, that's really fun and, uh, and I have no, no plans to, to stop seeing patients. That's what I went to school for, it's what I really love. And it allows me to apply the ideas of that I gained from the podcast to my clinical care. So as far as reflection on 2019, I wanted to kind of cover some of the episodes that I thought were really valuable and a lot of fun for me. Of course, all of them were. But if I were going to pick a handful to highlight, um, I've learned a few things. First, my, my probably my most favorite episode that I was able to do was not related to optometry at all. Uh, it, it was about HIV, AIDS, and um, pre-exposure prophylactic medications called PrEP. That was with Dr. Anthony Padani, and that was epi- episode 14. And from that episode, it really compelled me to try to figure out a way to explain, as primary health care providers, figure out a way to, to explain the fact that we have these medications that can really prevent HIV and what those medications, where they're available, how people can get them, et cetera, et cetera. So what I decided to do after that was to create um, a COPE approved hour of CE. And so all the, the people that have asked me to do CE for 2020, the first people who have taken up that course is going to be presented at the Heart of America, um, Heart of America Primary Care Conference. And I'm excited to do that because it's one that I've never done before. And it took me a lot of work to kind of assimilate all the information and dig through all the data and the research to be able to present how do we prevent HIV and AIDS 
And also, what are the social social ramifications of being able to pre- prevent HIV and AIDS? There's some really interesting data on that. And Dr. Badani and I discussed that a little bit in episode 14. But what is truly interesting to me is that uh, from a social standpoint, you now have a disease that when I was growing up was a death sentence. And it is no longer a death sentence. In fact, we can completely avoid that disease altogether. But when you look at the studies on the additional risk for other STIs, what you see is that the studies of of PrEP were also advocating for protected sex uh, with condoms. And what you're seeing, though, is that people are taking the the study and they're only applying the pill that they can take to prevent HIV, which is resulting in a lot of these studies are showing that it's resulting in more unprotected sex. And so I'm thinking that the social reasons for this are that if you now have a disease that can't kill you, one can be treated and two can be prevented, then it it may be the case that it's not that serious of an issue. And so what we're seeing as a result of that is HIV declining in some of these populations that are high risk, but patients who are specifically on PrEP, their uh, ratio or their prevalence of other STIs is increasing, which is how I think, which is why I think that the so- social impact of that disease is so fascinating because it used to be a death sentence. It's no longer a death sentence from unprotected sex with one or multiple partners. Um, there's really nothing that can kill you anymore. And so that's not a deterrent, especially if you're, if you're on these other medications, because we can treat syphilis, we can treat chlamydia. That's the, I think that's the, the kind of sense that is running through people's minds. And so in any case, that is why it's pretty fascinating to me is um, is what we can do now from a scientific standpoint and a medicine standpoint and how that impacts society. So, um, so anyway, go back go back and listen to episode 14 if you want to dig more about that. If you're going to be at Heart of America, I'm really excited to do that course. The other couple episodes that I really was able to take back and try to implement uh, in my practice and also bring other things to other docs, so the, that's the goal in 2020, were episode 18 and episode 25. Episode 18 was with Mick Kling on the business of optometry. And there's so much about running your practice that people just in general, even good docs, I mean, especially good docs that are actually have especially good practices and large practices one of the things that Mick said that I always think about is you cannot outgrow the challenges that you have financially. You'll just wind up having a bigger practice with bigger problems over time. So unless you're getting the financial aspects of the budget of making sure you're planning to, to purchase things and planning to pay yourself, you're always going to be essentially waiting for the next paycheck to come through until you're... Uh, until you can afford to do something else with your practice. So that was Business of Optometry, episode 18. Episode 25 was with Mike Rothschild, and he does Leadership OD. And I've always loved the way Mike approaches building our teams. And so in 2020, 
because of those two conversations that I was able to have in 2019, we're going to have a meeting that's solely dedicated to the business of optometry and leadership OD in Nebraska. And uh, I'm really excited about that meeting. It's going to be a, a one-day jam-packed meeting for um, for people to be able to really expand these ideas and integrate them into their practices. So um, that's something that not only I'm looking forward to, but I'm looking forward to bring to other people in our region. The, the next episode that I thought was really helpful or even kind of insightful was um, the conversation I had with Ashley McFerrin, episode 33. And Ashley and I, in general, you know, we've gotten along better and better as we've gotten further away from school. It's not that we ever didn't get along, but I guess I should say we've gotten closer and closer as we've gotten further away from school. And I really respect her opinion about uh, how to approach practice management, how to approach disease management. She is a great sounding board in my mind. I've, I've been able to bounce ideas off of her when I really needed some, some kind of perspective. She tends not to just um, agree with me, which is why I love it is, um, I, she, she will push back on, on my ideas. And I think that's also because in general, you know, from a, from a political spectrum, we tend to come from a little bit different, um, political backgrounds perhaps, or per, maybe even p- political point of views. And so because of that, it allows her, it allows her to challenge my positions and, um, in ways that I may not have thought about. And so that's why I really value that conversation I had with Ashley and also value our friendship. So that's episode 33. Go ahead and check it out. Um, from uh, um, Then that kind of brings me to, to the idea of mentorship. And this really allowed me to wrap my mind around mentorship a little bit better on episode 37 with A.B. Chatterton. So I, uh, I've always had people who I felt like were really important mentors to me Number one would be my my dad um, and my mom, of course, and then you know if we extend out there further, um, Dr. Bob Vandervoort, David Cockrell um, were are kind of right on the top of my head that I think these guys were really great mentors to me, Jason Ellen, and so the value what what was really elicited from to me from my conversation with A.B. Chatterton was that we all need mentors. And the reason we need mentors is not because we just need to learn how to do stuff better. It's because when when we fail in, in a multitude of ways, uh, whether they're big failures or small failures, it's really helpful to be able to have people there that can show you and help reinforce that those failures can be huge opportunities and they can also be um, learned from so that Obviously, you don't make that same mistake again, but that you can, they can say, this is the kind of thing that happens and it's normal for that to happen and it's not really that big of a deal. So one of the classic examples that I've, I've kind of thought through and used, I think on episode 37 and even in my conversations with other people was since episode 37 was that when you can incorporate new technologies into your practice, sometimes those technologies take a, a radical shift in the way that your practice is normally running. So if you get into a rhythm of your practice, you know, I'm going to see this many patients over this much period of time, et cetera, et cetera, and you just go. And all of a sudden, if there's this new diagnostic test or new treatment option you have available, 
one of the things that really is challenging if you don't have good mentors in place to teach you this is that you want to bring something in you're really excited about, but if it doesn't take off right away or fails quickly, then you don't have a way to feel like, yeah, that's going to happen. We just need to work through the kinks. And mentors are there, and they've been there for me to, to help me work through those kinks so that when we do bring things into our practice that are new, offer new treatments and, and diagnostic options for our patients, we have uh, the confidence that it may not work right away in terms of the flow of the practice or the way our practice is set up, but we can work it and we can find that mechanism that'll make it work for, for our practice. And that, um, I think, is, is really valuable from mentorship. Then um, episode 38, and um, Brad Berriego was, to me, a really interesting conversation because it allowed me to think about how somebody else would value our practices, not just other optometrists, how we would value each other's practices, but how outside entities that are solely based in understanding profit and loss and how we can how they could purchase something, invest in it for a period of time, and then sell it for something higher. How would they value our practices? That was a great conversation with Brad Buriego, and I, I re- I'm really grateful that he sat down and had that with me. The other thing I learned from episode 39 uh, was that I am not the best interviewer. <laughs> I knew that for a while, but uh, Ted McElroy is a much be- better interviewer than I am in general, and mainly because he listens. He doesn't think he needs to always chime in with his idea. And I think I've tried to learn a little bit from that. So I've tried to hold back my my ideas when I'm listening to people uh, talk and tell their stories, which actually allows has allowed me to have a lot better conversations with people since then. And one of those in particular was the conversation I had with Dr. Terry Gossard, who's on the AOA Board of Trustees. And you know, I thought we were going to have sort of an AOA conversation in general, but we wound up because of the things that I learned from Ted uh, and his interviewing style, I was able to listen to what she was passionate about and find that passion. And then we were able to really explore that passion deeply, which was, you know, community centers that allow us to increase access to underserved populations in inner city communities and other communities. And so uh, I'm excited to be able to, to see what Ted is going to do on the podcast in 2020. And so from that, as I said, this is the last podcast of 2019. And we will start up again in on January 6th, 2020. So just like like 2019, Monday mornings, you should be able to open up your podcast app and you'll have a, an update from iCode Media. We already have podcasts lined up with Millicent Knight, uh, Andrea Neuf, who is, um, I think I mentioned Andrea before, but her story about a warm start in her practice and how she's grown that practice over the last five to six years is phenomenal. So uh, Ted's talking to her. and In fact, he's already had the conversation and uh, it's a great one. Um, I'm speaking with Jordan Keith, and I'm probably the most excited about this conversation of all those that I've got lined up. That, um, and, and it's basically going to be about why lunch matters in terms of how when we are attending dinners, attending lunches with 
different industry. While it's very important, industry has to be a part of our profession because they really kind of help us hand in glove, develop new products, bring those products to market, allow us to take better care of our patients. We can't do what we do without industry. But the conversation that I'm going to have with Jordan is essentially about how those um, relationships can impact the way we do things. And so he's going to, he really understands all the data about, uh, about that, about why lunch matters and about what different things do to our prescribing habits and, and, um, and our general management of patients. And I think it's really important that we take a step back and think about how that impacts us. And what I want to be very clear about is that I'm not condemning industry. Uh, I think we absolutely need industry um, for all the reasons that I just said, but it's important that we understand um, what those relationships can do to the way we manage patients. And then I'll also be having a conversation with David Nelson already on the books that um, we will discuss quite a few things, probably private equity, probably genetic testing and macular degeneration. And David was a past president of the American Optometric Association. And so I'm really excited to, to have a conversation with him. Uh, and then kind of moving forward, as I, as I discussed, this uh, 2020, I already have over 20 speaking engagements scheduled. And so this should really allow for a lot of face-to-face conversations, which I'm excited to be able to elevate those conversations and the quality of the report recordings that you'll get in 2020. And so with that... I really appreciate your listenership. Thank you so much for your support. I can't wait to see what's going on in 2020. And have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. And God bless you.